At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com.
Tune in to the White House Reports. I'm Bill Tresvant with IBM TV. Each week, we will bring you the latest news from the center of power. So join us on IBM TV, smarter television for a smarter global community, from dictatorships to democracies around the globe. All right, folks, we're having another uh, great show here on uh, IBM TV. And of course, there are a number of things that are going on in the community. And of course, we're sharing a lot of information here on a regular basis. So definitely wanted folks to know that that's what's going on here. And of course, we're waiting for our guests that will be joining us. And we're looking for a great conversation and some amazing discussions about what they have going on. So we're definitely looking forward to that. And it should be coming up in a matter of a minute or so. So we are definitely looking forward to this great and powerful conversation. So definitely hope everybody will enjoy the conversation that we're going to have. I'm waiting for T. Naomi Lucas and some of her folks to be coming and joining us here on the show. So we're definitely going to be looking forward to doing that and having a great and amazing time. So definitely hope everybody is ready for another powerful show and are ready to get engaged in this conversation that we will be having here today on IBM TV TV. So definitely want to have you uh, engage in that conversation and learning more about a lot that's going on. And of course, we do have some amazing things that are happening in our community. And of course, we're looking forward to having you engage with us as well. So definitely, uh, we're looking forward to uh, this is a great and amazing conversation. So hope that many of you are ready to join and are ready to have this powerful conversation that is going on right here, right now. So uh, definitely, I hope folks are enjoying themselves and are definitely doing great. That's my story. So definitely some amazing things are happening and we're glad to have other folks involved as well. So uh, keep that in mind and definitely we'll be waiting to have some other conversations on going on. So I'm going to bring up some music and hopefully we'll be having our guests coming on very shortly to join us here and all. But we know that a lot of times we like to bring some music up. Of course, a lot of folks have been paying attention to the election and are glad to see that Mr. Biden won along with Kamala Harris. So we're looking forward to seeing how that goes and all that conversation and all of the amazing things that are going on in that regard. So we're about to bring that up and we hope that many of you will also be engaged as well. So, so definitely some amazing things happening in the world and we're looking forward to having many of you join us even more and see what's going on with everything happening. So definitely we're having some great conversations and some great folks that are involved in a number of things that are going on in our community. So uh, like I said, a lot of folks have been paying attention to a number of things and have been glad to see that uh, Biden won and are waiting to see what the coronavirus package will look like. I know me personally and others are looking to see what the financial packages will look like as well, because a number of us are very much engaged in that 
and are very much waiting to find out what's happening in that regard. So we're about to bring up that great music and we're gonna see what's going on and everything. So we're gonna turn that over and check it out.
did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. If your preferred climate is business-friendly, check out Ohio. With 0% taxes on corporate income, R&D investments, and goods sold out of state, Ohio is better for business. Because Ohio isn't built for followers. They're building for leaders. Ohioisforleaders.com We're putting together crew. I'm in. This is gonna be lit. Let's do this. Bring your. And you feel real hurt. Come on over to the place where I was. And all your loneliness, I'll try to soothe. I'll play the blues with you. Come on in. You might run across some of your old friends. Play the blues for you. Come on in. Sit right here. Let's rap a while. You see, I'm kind of lonely too. And loneliness is a very bad thing if you let it get the best of you. And loneliness can get you down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Are you comfortable now? Yeah. Yeah. As I was saying before, loneliness can get you down. And I have heard of uh, loneliness blowing some good people's mind, you know? But you can't do that. This is a big world. This is a big world. There's too many 
nice things happening in this world. You're a very pretty girl. Where you live? No, no, no. Disregard that. That's okay. Most important thing, I want to know you. I say, I want to know you. That's good, man. I'll play the blues for you. I ain't got no big name. Oh, Lord, and I ain't no big star. I'll play the blues for you. On my guitar. I'm trying to sue I'll play the blues for you Excuse me
We're putting together a crew. I'm in. Bring your friends. Hey, everybody! I'm in. Hi. If you're down and out And you feel real high Come on over To the place where I was All your loneliness I'll travel soon and I'll play the blues for you. All right, folks, we're having a discussion and we're going to be waiting for our guests and everything. But definitely uh, we're engaged here and have a lot of things going on and definitely enjoying the uh, radio show with Mark Lee. So definitely hope everybody is having a great time and is able to check out what's going on here on our end. Because like I said, uh, we would definitely give you some blues music. And I'm hoping that T. Naomi Lucas will be joining us in the very near future to share a little bit of her story and what she's all about. But she's with Southern Wicked Lemonade and definitely looking forward to having a great conversation with her in the very near future as well. So definitely keep that in mind that we're going to be doing this show and having a lot of great guests I know a lot of folks are usually thinking about uh, what's going on in their world and what they can do. And of course, a lot of folks, like I said, are concerned about their own personal economy, the virus, and a number of uh, other things that are going on in the world. Of course, a lot of folks were out celebrating yesterday and over the weekend with the announcement that Biden had won the presidential election. So I did hear that and I was able to pass that information on to my good friend, Zach, who announced it on IBM TV and definitely was able to share that with y'all and everything. So I know a lot of folks were very much excited about that and we're definitely glad to see that that went on. So uh, definitely that's one of the amazing things that has been happening on our end and we're looking forward to having more conversations with more folks and to see how they can uh, be engaged with the new administration because there is a new administration here and of course we're looking to find out what that new administration is going to look like and also what it will entail. So definitely a lot of folks are very much interested in the goings on around the world. I've heard that a lot of our foreign friends are glad to hear that we've got a new president and they're looking forward to seeing what kind of things he's going to be bringing about in change. I know one change that I did not like was Mr. Brady not having a great football game yesterday because I was sitting over there and uh, that definitely hurt my fantasy team because I was, you know, still have a winning record. We'll have a winning record even if I don't pull off a miracle win because I need one of my receivers to do something nearly impossible and score like 30 points or something like that. But Tom Brady actually, I think, scored minus points and did not do all that well. So we're going to see how that all plays out and what happens in that regard. So I, now it looks like I might be falling to five and four because Tom Brady did not have the kind of game he did last week, but I'm still having a winning record and still at least in the middle of the pack. And it looks like I'll still be in the playoffs unless I just tank or do something like that. And I'm not trying to do that in the least bit. 
I also understand that from the presidential standpoint, some of our folks have been seeing that Trump is still trying to uh, put legal battles and things of that nature out there to see whether he can do that and all of that. So we're going to see how that all plays out. And like I said, I'm waiting to see when my guests will appear and looking forward to seeing them come in in the near, very near future. So a lot of things have been happening, a lot of great conversations, and we hope that you are able to share as well what's going on in your world. So uh, like I said, we'll wait to see if any of my guests show up and are able to engage with us here and all of that. So hope that many of you are able to uh, see what's going on and see what's going on in that regard. So I know a lot of folks have told me that they were interested in being on our show. And of course, we do have great programming here on IBM TV on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I want to bring up some of those shows that we've got so that y'all can learn more about it. Don't forget that the website is ibmtv.tv. That's ibmtv.tv. And of course, we'd like to hear more from y'all as to what y'all are doing. But right now, we're going to check out some of these programming and see if we can't get our guests to come in as well. But, you know, there's all kinds of great programming, including this one. So let's check out what this is all about. And of course, there's this great programming as well. My name's Brandon. I'm a world traveler, foodie, and YouTuber. Together, you and I will find the best travel hacks, tips, and best places to explore. Join me as we find new adventures together, live only on IBM.TV.
did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Tune in to The White House Reports. I'm Bill Tresevant with IBM TV. Each week, we will bring you the latest news from the center of power. So join us on IBM TV, smarter television for a smarter global community, from dictatorships to democracies around the globe. Like we said, there's all kinds of great programming happening here on a regular basis. So, of course, we're glad to hear that and glad to see that a lot of folks are engaged in the amazing programming that happens here on IBMTV.TV. Don't forget, that is the new website, IBMTV.TV. So you want to remember that website, IBMTV.TV. That is the new website that most people need to remember as we're updating our website and getting everything in order so that folks can check that out on a regular basis. So we're definitely looking forward to many folks uh, seeing what we've got going on and learning more about how that will work and all of that. So definitely keep that in mind that these are some amazing things that are happening here in our community. We look forward to having many of you involved in what we've got going on as well. So right now we're going to bring up another one of those great musical vignettes and hopefully we'll be hearing from some of our guests as well because we would definitely love to bring them on so that you can hear more of what they've got going on and all of that. So about to bring you up another musical vignette and we look forward to uh, having you check out this great musical vignette that is about to come your way. And uh, definitely uh, you'll be engaged in some great conversation, hopefully in the very near future with our guest and all. But right now we're going to let you check out one of our musical vignettes so that we can keep things rolling right along. Because we definitely like to keep things rolling along. Of course, y'all know I love some great music. So we're ready to bring you up a musical vignette so that y'all can check that out and see what that's all about as well. So, you know, you can't go wrong without having some great Howlin' Wolf. So let's bring up Howlin' Wolf right now and see what that's all about as well. Never 
my health is fleeting on Thing for that I should. 
Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Now bundled together. The Well, it was 
little cooter, yeah. to bring this one back to its kind. This is no place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. The Mandalorian, new season now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Get the Disney bundle for just $12.99 a month.
At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. Own the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz in the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party Umlaut from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA. 5G user experience report July 2021. We've been waiting for our guests to show up, but since they haven't showed up, we're going to give you an old episode of one of our shows, and I think that you'll be engaged with this conversation and everything, but then we'll be back with that in just a matter of a minute or so. Popped in and popped out. All right, folks, we've got another great show here on IBM.TV. It's the radio show with Mark Lee, and I'm glad to see that I've got some tremendous guests that are here already ready to join the party and see what's going on and all of that. So I am going to bring on my various guests who have actually come and joined us. And like I said, we're going to have a very exciting conversation about a number of things going on around the world. So 
definitely look forward to having a conversation with a number of my great guests that will be here with me for a number of hours and everything. So definitely looking forward to having a great conversation and seeing what folks are involved in and doing in their lives right now. So like I said, we've had a number of things that have been going on. Of course, we are in the middle of election season and right here in Durham, early voting started as um, recently as last week and that'll be going to the 31st. So it actually started on the 15th and it'll be going until the 31st. So that's what's going on here in terms of the election. And I understand that Mr. Biden was in town over the weekend. It was a uh, select group of folks that were actually able to check him out, but they were definitely having that event go on in Durham. And I know a number of folks are also going to be paying attention to the political campaign and the next debate. That's right. We've got another debate coming up and all of that. And of course, folks have been paying attention to the world of sports and how the sports world is going, because I know we just had a uh, the World Series set. So that's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And of course, the Tampa Bay Rays do have as their home team, uh, well, they're, they are the parent team, I should say, of the Durham Bulls. Unfortunately, the Durham Bulls did not play this year as minor league baseball was pretty much called off because of COVID and all that's been going on in the world. So that uh, what did not happen. And then, of course, in the NBA, we did have the uh, Lakers win that uh, championship and a number of other things. I believe it was Tampa Bay that won in hockey. So we've had a number of things going on in the sports world. And right now, I'm going to bring in my good friend, Earl Reese. And like I said, I've also got Damon Brown that I'll be bringing in as well. But right now, we're going to see what Earl's got to say about the sports world and all of that. So I'm bringing him in. How's it going, Earl? How's it it's going? It's going great. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Glad to see that everything's going well. Like I was saying, I was talking a little bit about the sports that's going on. And I know that yeah. you are definitely a sports person, been involved with the sports shop for a while. Definitely one of the leading entrepreneurs in this area, as far as I'm concerned. So I would love <laughs> for you to uh, talk about uh, the sports shop and just how you think sports is doing in this era, because we are in the COVID era. And of course, that has impacted the way that sports are being done. I was actually watching the baseball game yesterday between the Dodgers and the Braves. And I did see that we had fans out in baseball. <laughs> I know there were not that many fans in the basketball right. championships, but yeah. the baseball did go that route of having fans. So I just wonder how you're uh, dealing with sports in this era, because like I said, this is a whole new era that we're in with COVID and everything. But I know that sports is one of your passions. Yeah. Well, first of all, Mark, thanks so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Can you hear me OK? Yeah. Hear you loud and clear. OK. I, you know, yeah, it's funny. You're right. We've been doing this sports shop radio show thing or podcast and everything else for about eight years, believe it or not. We start off, start off on weekends and I do one and drive every weekday morning from uh, 7 a.m. to not, to 10 a.m. on Bus Sports Radio, which is owned by Tampa Broadcaster. And you mentioned the Tampa Bay Rays in in the World Series. It's it's um, Tampa Broadcaster obviously is involved with them because they own the Durham Bulls, which is the uh, minor league team to the to the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays. So a lot of the guys that's on that team have probably come through Durham at some point. Right, right. Uh, uh, they, they know about 147 or all that, so yeah, but you know, I'm a somewhat a Dodger fan, so I'm gonna be kind of torn a little bit. But uh, great series, uh, the Braves series, and, and the Dodgers was a great series. And, and you mentioned, Mark, that we're so happy to have sports back, and at one point, it was almost too much. 
we went so long without having sports. Then, like a couple of weeks or so, with the NBA on, and of course the NFL coming back, college football starting up, they was finishing up hockey. Man, we was about to go. It was just too much, you know, in my business. So be careful what you ask for. But you know, I I, I think shout out to uh, Alan Silver and 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 how he handled the NBA. I mean, if you think about it, they was there, you know, for several months and zero person, uh, you know, contracted the COVID-19 uh, virus, which is amazing if you think about that. So it goes to show you, of course, it had to be a bubble situation, but right. I, the NBA, some reason, they always gets it right. If you remember, I, I, Mark, I was down in Greensboro back in uh, March, get ready to walk into the ACC, Greensboro Coliseum, see them for the ACC. And of course, a couple of days before then, uh, the NBA said they were going to shut it down because of uh, the situation with uh, Utah Utah Jazz with Gobert and another guy that, that you know had, Gobert actually had, had had the virus. I was walking to the Greensboro Coliseum and and you know, Commissioner Swafford called the meeting and shut the whole ACC tournament down. So the NBA has always been leading the effort for all these type of you know major major decisions. So they let effort. Then, of course, everybody subsequently uh, shut down their their season. Then, you know, the NC2A was pretty much put on the shelf. But the NBA had led led the forefront. They led the forefront. Obviously, what was going on with with social injustice and and all that ridiculous things that are going on in America right now. And of course, NFL's coming back. Alabama Crystal Ties winning, so all is world, all is right in the world with me, Mark. I'm I'm so happy right now. What's going on with sports? I know that's right, and uh, <laughs> also college sports is going on. I know we've got some college football, but uh, a couple of the leagues did uh, pull their season, uh, like um, abbreviated seasons or things of that nature. So, how are you feeling about the way that college football is going and the way that that's working? Because I do know that there have been changes even in the way that that's going. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts about how well, college all is handling the situation. Yeah, I I I don't I really like I really I'm surprised that they actually started and looks like they're gonna finish because I said I said they're not they may start but they're not gonna finish. And so I'm I'm surprised by that, which which is a good thing I guess. But what I don't like Mark is you got the pet pet ten, pet twelve hanging out there trying to figure it out. The, the Big Ten made a big time mistake the commissioner there by shutting everything down before they knew they knew all the information. So now they're coming back for the first time uh, this weekend, the Big Ten. Some of these teams, SEC, ACC, these guys only fifth and sixth games. Then then, then, then the, Pac, the Pac-12 is not coming back until November. So how, how are you going to pick a true winner? Is it going to be fair? Say, for example, if a Pac-12 team comes and, and play, plays about eight games and they're undefeated, do they qualify for, for a playoff? Versus another team that's played ten games or sometimes eleven games, so it's it's been up in the air. But I'm glad to see college football this year. I just wish everybody would have started at the same time, so we won't have any discrepancy in terms of you know the, the value of, of, of their conference because they only play less you know x amount of games versus another conference that played almost a full schedule. Yeah. Yep, and I definitely want to bring in some of our other guests as well. But before we get to that, I'd love to hear from you, Errol, as if you could tell folks how you got involved in the, the uh, sports world. Like I said, I know that you've been involved in it, as you just mentioned, for a number of years. And I'm sure that our listeners from around the world would like to hear what brought you into doing <laughs> this sports announcement and what got you involved in sports. Well, you know, Larry, as you know, I've, I've been a for a while. I'm a, 
I'm a I'm a IT guy. Man. I came during as a, to work for IBM actually, uh, and then of course I became an entrepreneur working in the tech field. But I, I played sports in college, so I was always involved in sports. Mark, you remember the NC program that we had at North Carolina Central that was so popular with that involved former NBA players and college players and high school players. Well, I was involved with that and I worked with Jerry Stackhouse, and then of course I was handling the media for that whole event. And as a, as a, as a result of doing that. I got approached by a couple of radio stations about coming on that show. Like, like you asked me, I came on. Then one day later, asked me could I co-host the show uh, over in uh, I think it was um, uh, London Carwell over in uh, over in Durham. And, and then, of course, I was on that for a couple of months. Then, because I had, I knew some people, I knew uh, George Haber, who runs a Capital Broadcast. I knew uh, uh, a lot of people over Capital Broadcasting. I approached them about bringing some. Some flavor to their family stations. I said, you have a lot of people that play football and basketball that look like me, but you don't have a lot of people that talks about football and basketball on the radio that look like me. So that's how I got the opportunity. Sounds great. And definitely, yeah. I know you've been involved in entrepreneurship, and I want to bring in Damon to the conversation as well. Damon has definitely been involved a lot in entrepreneurship and has definitely been talking about folks in that gig economy. I met him through our mutual buddy, Shri, and things along that line. Right. So definitely did some great jobs in that. But I would love to hear you talk about um, what is going on in the entrepreneurship world, because I know you've been involved in a number of things. You've actually got a test that folks can take about their entrepreneurship. I took that test and found out that I was agile. So You're that's agile. I, yeah. agile. So <laughs> I want to learn about the different things that go on, but agile is what yes, comes sir. up, and that was the definition that was given to me. So definitely uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and also about the gig economy, because like I said, the gig economy is definitely been used a lot in this society. I know that even Errol has seen a lot of his friends and me as well that are doing gig jobs, whether that's DoorDash, whether that's um, Uber or a number of other things. So definitely I'd love to hear you talk about how that's impacting our current uh, society in this world that we're living in. Right. Nice to connect with you too. I'm glad you didn't ask me about sports (laughs) because I can tell you about esports. That's about it. There you go. All right. That's my generation I grew up with. Um, So my name is Damon Brown and my main focus is helping what I call non-traditional entrepreneurs. So they're the side hustlers, the solopreneurs. They're the people who are underestimated, um, people who are overlooked, people who are underfunded, uh, those folks. And I know that because I'm one of them. And so I became an entrepreneur at the same time that I had my first child. And I was and have been the primary caretaker of now my two children. So had a baby, my wife went back to work, and then I became an entrepreneur. And Errol, you know about entrepreneurship, so it's like... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know the deal. It's like, so yeah. you, gotta, you know, you I got a baby in one hand, and then you're trying to start a company in another. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I ended up doing two companies. I bootstrapped both of them. The second one was called Cuddler, which connected people for hugs. And so if you're familiar with Tinder, Grindr, kind of the younger generation's hookup apps, we did that, but for platonic relationships. You know, so if you really need a hug, this is back in 2014. So if you really need a hug or if you want to connect with people, you can go and swipe right and go with that. We got really popular around the time that my son turned one. And we're on the cover of the Wall Street Journal, cover of the New York Times, uh, had 100,000 users. That first week, we ended up getting to a quarter million by the time the year was done. Ended up getting acquired about 11 months into it. And my son was just turning two. 
And so that inspired me to say, okay, um, I'm African-American, male. I don't live in Silicon Valley. I bootstrapped the whole thing, you know, with my co-founders. Um, I'm a loyal husband and I'm a primary caretaker of my little, little black, black boy. And it's like, where maybe I'm the new blueprint for what's supposed to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? That's like, I lived in Silicon Valley before and it was the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos. Respect to them. I know some of them. So they're cool. It's just, there's another generation, a different type of entrepreneur that's coming up now. And I realized that I wasn't an anomaly that's more and the energy of where we're going to go next. So I've dedicated for the past seven years. Okay, multiple TED talks I've done, the book I've done, the one-on-one coaching that I do, the speaking, connecting, just like I'm doing with y'all now, is is kind of raising that group up and saying, okay, this is how you can how you can do it. And so what what Mark was referring to is my new book coming out in January. It's called Build From Now: How to Know Your Power, See Your Abundance and nourish the world. And the argument is that we all have the power to transform the world, no matter what our station in life is. And that's based on the four different resources each one of us has. So we have focus, so you can be hyper-focused. You can be agile, which Mark referred to. So that means you can roll with the punches, dodge things, move really quickly. You know, that's really big. As you know, in entrepreneurship community, agile development, uh, you can have a whole lot of time And so people are dealing with. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Own the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz on the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party Umlaut from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA. 5G user experience report July 2021. That with the pandemic, I have two little kids. I don't have a lot of time, but a lot of people have a lot of time if they live alone or if they're retired or whatever, and they have all this time on their hands. And so, what can you do with that time if it's in abundance? And lastly, you have your energy. And so in general, the younger you are, the more energy you have. But maybe you don't have as many commitments right now. You have more energy. And so depending on where you are personally, professionally, your resources vary. And so what I wanted to really do, I had a, um, a couple of best-selling business books that I had done, and they were very much about setting up the framework. And I think the biggest challenge that we have is that the business books today, the coaching that we end up doing, it ends up saying you are broken you're doing something wrong. You're being lazy. You need to need to get off your behind and get it. You need to hustle. You need to grind. No one's going to give you anything, particularly within the underfunded communities, the diverse communities, whether it's the, the people of color or the LGBTQ community. Like there's that energy where it's like not looking at the systems and the challenges that we happen to face if we are part of the minority or the different communities. My whole thing is to take that on its head 
and say, listen, like there are systematic things that we have challenges with right now. There are people who will discount you just because of who you are and your background and your culture. That creates a level of friction that other people don't necessarily have. So for us to say you can, my previous book was called Bring Your Worth. So to say that you can bring your worth to any situation, to say that you can create something out of nothing, you have to acknowledge that there are systematic issues that make it different than it might be for someone else. Sure. And what I'm trying to do with the book, right? So what I'm trying to do with uh, Built From Now is set up this this free quiz that I just launched. Mark is one of the first people to do it, so I want to give him the exclusive. And basically, you go in there, you ask three, you answer three simple questions, and then you know exactly where your particular resource is. My resource right now is focus. I am hyper-focused. And so I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and I'm finishing a book manuscript, and I'm talking to y'all and getting this stuff done. I don't have a lot of energy because, you know, I got kids. I don't have a lot of time because I got kids. And agility is a little bit rough because I have to jump all over the place. But I am hyper-focused. And so the book really says, if you're hyper-focused, this is how you can bring the best out of it. So instead of saying, this is how you're broken, we're basically saying, this is how you have your superpower and your strength. Let's maximize that and work with whatever we've got. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, sounds good. I want to bring in some of our other guests as well. But one of the things I was going to ask you really quickly was um, definitely uh, along those same lines is I've heard a lot of folks, including some of the founders of IBM.TV, that have talked about the nature of um, even in our political situation that we're seeing a lot of people that are putting out a lot of issues and you've mentioned the LGBT community, definitely black lives matter, a number of other things, but they're wondering if we're not focusing enough on policy. So they're wondering if we actually mm-hmm. have like a game plan and things of that nature. So I know that that's something that Kim Calhoun has brought up and things along that. So I was wondering if both of you could address that. If you think that we're doing enough in terms of whether we're actually creating a plan when we're talking about all these different issues, whether that's issues around the LGBT community, whether that's Black Lives Matter, whether that's a number of the other groups that are out there. But I know that one of the things that Kim oftentimes talks about is that she wishes that there would be more of a focus on policy. And it seems that's even something that you're arguing as well, Damon, and everything. So I'd love to hear from both of you, Errol and Damon. So I'll let you go first, Errol, and then I'll hear from Damon. And then I want to bring in uh, Louisa Garrett into the conversation as well and see what she's about other person that I'll be bringing in as well. Right. Uh, thank you, Mark. I always said that, you know, and we're d- definitely in this uh, season of of political season of voting and things of that nature, and people talk about, you know, who, sh- who should they vote for and things of that nature, but uh, because, because they won't make a change, but I've been in the opinion that policy makes changes. You know, if, if, if you have to be at the table to change policy, <laughs> then, then, then you can make a difference. And when, when, when people focus on that, don't don't get caught up in you know the the minutia of of this person, that person. But you really want to make a change, you change policy, or, or try to convince people who have that level of power to make that change to do that. Relation, Black Lives Matter, all various communities that that, that we all like to support. I think we we want to move forward in that in those arenas. I think it's imperative that we focus on changing policy versus anything else. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What, what do you have to say about that, Damon? And then, like I said, I want to bring uh, Luisa into the conversation as well. Yeah, I think policy is a, a really big part of it. And I think we kind of have to hit it from two angles. 
And so the first angle is getting into the room, as, as you kind of hinted at, and, yep. and getting a seat at the table. So I feel like that we're we're hitting hitting one angle from there. And then a lot of the, I guess, in the political standpoint, I will be considered grassroots. But a lot of the work that I'm doing is from the other direction to say, let's go ahead and build our own table to the point where we can't be ignored. You know, and so it's kind of this tough thing, bringing back to entrepreneurship, which, again, I know you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. We're kind of waiting for waiting for a venture capitalist to recognize your, you know, your beauty. You know where I'm going, right? You know, that's a great example right there. That's a great example right there, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. but I bootstrap both of my companies and the people said, oh, no. This is this is the this is the next wave. This is the thing, and so a lot of the people that I'm trying to inspire and 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 coach try to get to that level to say these. This is a toolbox. Here's yeah. the game, and so I think we can kind of, for lack of a better term, attack it from both sides. I think we're both right. Where it's like the people that can get a seat at the table, like I've spoken at the TED conference. Yeah. A lot of people haven't done that. Right. So in that sense, metaphorically, that's like a seat at the table. So there's influence in ways that I can move the culture that a lot of people can't. But at the same time, it's like I bootstrap the company and that's totally roots, not waiting for anybody to change policy or trying to get into those rooms. So I think we kind of have to do both. And I think it's a matter of people figuring out again what their strengths are and then and then and then trying to move the culture that way. You know? Sounds awesome. good. Louisa Garrett, I'd love to have you uh, talk about what you've got going on and bring you into the conversation. Because like I said, I've got invited a number of folks that I thought would definitely be involved in uh, giving us lots of dialogue about what's going on. I've also got a musician that I'll be bringing in as well. But I'd love to hear what you've got going on. And uh, definitely if you could share with our listeners who are a global community about what's going on in your world. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And it's been a pleasure to listen to Errol and Damon. You guys are dropping knowledge. I love it. (laughs) And so um, I just am a published author in a book called Love Meets Life. And it's a a book about um, unexpected stories of love showing up during 2020. And it's not like the toxic uh, positivity. It's real life stories about how people show up in their life um, in unexpected ways when life hits you hard with a with a blunt object to the back of the head sometimes. And so how do you move forward when you've been hit on the back of the head? Like, do you stay down? Uh, or when you get up, then what happens next? And so that is, you know, my what I'm doing, what I've just done. And my company is called Make Kind Loud. And basically it is what it says, is that my mission in life for the for the rest of the time that I'm here is to make kind loud as possible because there's negativity all around us, right? It shouts, it screams, it's at the, it's at the forefront. But there's also a lot of good stuff that's happening in the world. A lot of good is happening, but it doesn't get as noticed because it's not shouting like that negativity. So my goal is to make kind loud so that people understand that it's okay to be kind and it's okay to um, share that with the world and not just sit back and allow the negativity that's happening around us. Definitely, you bring some good points. And I want to come back to both uh Damon as well as Earl about that because I agree with what uh, Louisa is saying that there's a number of negative comments that go on and sometimes 
we allow the loud and the negative to get too loud. One of the arguments that I made earlier, and one of the things I'm glad to see, and I would actually um, use um, our mutual friend, Damon Tree, as an example of this, but if you remember the earlier days of uh, talk radio, there was folks like Rush Limbaugh and a number of others that were very loud and very, in my mind, very wrong, but they were very loud. <laughs> but they was not enough of the progressive community that did that kind of work of actually putting their voice out as well. At least that's my opinion. I think that yard and with other platforms that are out there now, we're seeing at least the progressive side that's being also making their noise as well. So I think that while we still have some of the negative voices that are going, and I think that it's my own personal opinion, that person at 1600 tweets too much, but that's just my own personal opinion. But I think that despite that, we still have a number of other folks that are able to put their voice out as well. So what do you think about that, Damon? And also I'll get to Earl as well, but I'd love to hear from Damon first as to your reflections on that. No, I agree hundred percent that that's one of the things that I suppose that's one of, one of the patterns in the work that I do where there's coaching or keynotes or we're doing the books is sort of what, what, what Louisa talked about. You have the ability to really connect with the people that, that you want to serve and that's something that's unique. I have two degrees in journalism and I study at Northwestern and, you know, all, uh, under the, the old dogs in, uh, in the old Chicago newsrooms. Like I knew a lot of them. And so I'm at that age where I learned how to type. I learned how to typeset. I remember the, the, that last gas of the newspapers back about two, three decades ago. So I, I know that. And then moving towards the digital age. And so I've been able to see firsthand, which I'm really like, like grateful for, to be able to see firsthand what you're talking about, Mark, where we didn't have this kind of influence or power. You could send a letter to the editor and maybe they'd print it. That was about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's totally changed. Like, Mark, you have your own show. If I want to do my own keynote or talk every single day, I can do that. It, you know, but most of you know, like the, the game wasn't like that before. Yeah. And so we kind of have to wake people up like like all of you are doing. Wake people up and say, OK, you don't have to wait for CBS to pick up your show. How about you just start a talk show, you know, as our buddy Shri has done, as many of our mutual friends have done. So I, I, I find it really empowering and exciting. But we have to recognize our own power first, you know. And I was going to add to that one of the things, and this is another one here, like I said, from Errol as well, but um, you alluded to it earlier. I think that we're seeing our athletes also exuding their power as well. I mean, you talked about the way that they were definitely uh, highlighting Black Lives Matter, things of that nature, whether it was LeBron, whether it was Doc Rivers, who was actually a schoolmate of mine from Marquette that made some statements during that time and is now a member of the uh, coaching staff for the Philadelphia 76ers. But I think that we saw a lot more of that even from our athletes and our entertainers where they're actually using their voice. And yes, they might've done that before in the sixties and some other eras, but I'm actually seeing them do it even stronger now. Would you agree with that? Um, and just one quick comment. If you think about the, the, the meeting at the summit back in the day in the sixties with, you know, at that time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, you know, Rick Chamberlain, those guys, man, and I'm not worried to Bill Russell. It, it was just phenomenal. And they think about that and just fast forward up to now. They had a platform. Uh, they were supporting Muhammad Ali's decision not, you know, not go fighting the war. And the power that was in that room, multiply that by a factor of a thousand. And with, with, with LeBron and, of course, you know, Dwayne Wade and Camelo and all those guys, 
most NBA as a whole, they are taking the bull by the horn. I think you what you're seeing is uh, guys being independently uh, focused, but collectively driven as a as an NBA. And uh, I applaud those guys, but I love it because they have the money to do it. They have the the the, the crowd watching to do it. The people that's following them, which is impactful, and and it makes a difference, man. And you could. And you're gonna see it. it's making a difference now, and it's gonna make a difference as we move forward. So I just want to throw that in there a little bit, Mark. Yeah, and one of the things I was gonna add to that, and I was curious to hear from all the, um, three of you, and then I'm gonna bring in my uh, rapper friend as well. But the other thing that I was gonna ask is one of the things that I've heard a criticism of is that while they have made their voice heard in terms of these issues, some people feel that they haven't done enough in terms of economic impact. Like we don't have necessarily the distribution wings. We don't necessarily have enough ownership in the league and things of that nature. So while they're making all of that money, the criticism is that they're not using that money to pool their resources and to create enough of like actual true economic power. So I would love to hear you talk about that, Earl, and then also hear from Damon what his thoughts are on that as well. Because I do know that's the one criticism I've heard of our athletes is that they aren't doing enough to do enough economic development. Well, it's kind of like this polling sometimes. You hear certain polls and I'm like, nobody called me, that's my opinion. Just like nobody called me, that's my opinion about, you know, what, what these guys are doing. Like, you know, and they are doing things. Some of the things take some things take baby steps, but as, as David mentioned, you know, some of them uh, you know are at the table. Some are creating their own table. And I think uh, going forward, you, you're going to see LeBron. And the other part that that's not mentioned, I shut up after this one. They're creating opportunities for other people to be uh, uh, leaders economically in the community. When you create schools for people who wouldn't have that. Uh, that, that that capability with LeBron and and, Jay, and Jaden Rose, people like that. So you may not see it now as we speak, but taking baby steps going forward, you're gonna see the the positive impact or the work they put in or they're putting in right now. Definitely, I can agree with that, uh, Damien. I'd love to hear some more of your comments on that and everything, because like I said, that's just one of the criticism that I heard, and I know you probably also heard it out in the community where you are. But I'd love to hear sure. your reflections are. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people always want more. Um, and so what we don't always understand is that people do all kinds of things behind the scenes. And and a lot of that's coming to light, um, whether it's like um, with uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, the, the young man that just passed away that, that played Black Panther among a multitude of different things. He was dealing with all this stuff, supporting all these people, giving his time. And the main thing he got online was criticism because of his appearance. And it breaks my heart to this day. You know, I'm like, how can you judge him? And then he's dealing with his battle. And so we don't know. Um, I'm actually in the middle. I said I'm not too much in the sports, but I do love sports documentaries. And I'm in the middle of watching uh, The Last Dance, you oh, know, yeah. so the, which I'm sure most of you all have seen like a million times. Again, I have little <laughs> kids, so I'm just starting to watch it now. It came out like a year ago. I'm catching up on like the social media discussion about it. But briefly, um, with Scottie Pippen, he ended up getting – a contract that was well below what he's supposed to be getting for being the number two man, mm-hmm. you know, probably in the league at the time. Yeah. But he said, I got nine brothers and sisters back in Arkansas. I think. Arkansas. Sure. Is yeah. that right? Right. Yes, so back in, right. all right. So back in Arkansas, he's like, so I can't, I can't play this game. And so I think that's the part that people don't understand. Like I have good family members, close family members that are from the inner city. My folks are from the inner city you know, over on the East coast. So, if you end up coming up on that level, 
then and people are saying you should start your own MBA league. It's like, well, no, I'm trying to get my my kids and my family out of poverty. Like I can't, I'm not on that level yet. And I talk about that in, in the new book, book uh, Build From Now, as well as my latest TED Talk, is that we have to factor in what we're unwinding from the past. You know, so I'm the first person in my family to have a graduate degree. Like I have friends of different persuasions who they're like the third or fourth person in their family. Their great grandmother had a graduate degree. So there's a certain amount of unwinding that we're doing of the past, particularly if we're a person of color or part of the minority communities. We have to factor all that in there. So we can't just say you got a $20 million contract. It's like, well, by the time you take it home, you really have 10 because you got agents, you got taxes. Again, Errol, you probably know this better than I do. So you got the numbers. You probably got like 8 million out of that 20. And then you got to buy your mama a house. And then you have to get your cousin out of jail and all this stuff. And you're on TV and you're expected to have a certain lifestyle. And it's like all those things, they just are trying to get it together. And they don't have the financial education. Right. So there's so many different levels. I could talk on and on about it, but there's so many things where you can't really judge people based on what you think they have. And you can't judge people on how far you think they should go, particularly if you've never been in that situation. Now, if, you know, Kobe, rest in peace, said something critical about LeBron, fine. But I've never been an NBA player. I don't know what the question is. So there's a lot of dialogue that's happening about other people where we're not really putting a microscope on ourselves and what we can build from from this certain point. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you can relate to that as far as the level of negativity and people talking about what other people should do. And not, again, building from now based on whatever resources they have. You maximize that, then you have the opportunity to maybe talk about other people, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if I can just jump in, Mark, I want to piggyback on both Errol and Damon. I I wholeheartedly agree. They want to point the fingers and say, well, what are you doing? Why aren't you putting your money behind that? But yet they have no idea what these people are actually doing. And they have a platform where they can use their voice to say, this is how I feel. This is the stance I want to take. And they have every right to do that. I get so offended for them when people say, mm. just shut up and play, right? Mm. Well, yeah, they, are humans. they are humans, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are humans. They have their own voice. They have their own passions. And they have a right to voice their voice. And they have a right mm. to say what they want to say and, and be oh. a force to be reckoned with. But yet they get so much negativity. They get so much backlash for being human, and it's unfair. Yeah, LeBron is, is at this moment, probably the greatest basketball player in our time. Mm-hmm. I get that. He has millions and millions of dollars, but he has also built a school. He has also has a family. He's also doing stuff for his mom. He's also yeah. putting himself out there every single day. Yeah. And he's a faithful husband. Who yep. with, with his high school sweetheart for years, he doesn't get credit for any of that. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, Michael Jordan is still the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> okay, I'll, we, we do it Okay. <laughs> However, I, I was waiting for it. Right. However, however, LeBron James is a a man who is standing up on his money. And putting it out there and to say that, well, you're not doing this is unfair. It's unfair and it's unkind, really. 
Yeah. Well, Louisa, Louisa, I just want to—I want to jump in. Just you mentioned money with LeBron. I think collectively with his money and his partnerships with, with corporations. Right. Since the school's been built, these—I uh, think they're around forty-eight million dollars that's been contributed to that school for those kids. Wow! Unbelievable. Right. Which is amazing. Uh, which is wow. absolutely amazing. Very and one of the things I was going to ask, um, and you actually talked about one of those athletes that made a statement and then kind of got blacklisted. So I'm actually going to go there. So, Errol, what do you think about the whole situation with Colin and everything of that nature? And will he ever get back to playing or is his day in, playing days done? Because he was actually the first one that really got us into the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything. And then, like I said, they kind of like shunned him off in the NFL. So, like I said, do you think that we'll ever see Colin have a playing day or would that or a case of somebody that spoke too much and then is now facing the consequences. Well, definitely, he didn't speak that much. Obviously, how's he, how's he looking right now, given what's going on in the world? <laughs> Based on how, how's he been looking? How's he been looking since since he protested? Nothing's changed. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, we may something may happen tomorrow that's similar to some things that he was complaining about. I mean, <laughs> you know, George Floyd that didn't happen when he was at. <laughs> we was out there, you know, uh, Brianna Taylor, that didn't happen when he was, I mean, it was seven years ago. He was right then and he's right now. And let me tell you, a guy who I had a chance to interview a couple of times, he is so committed about what he what he's trying to do. And to answer the question, no, I don't think he's going to play again. But you know what? I, I, he's going to be remembered better based on what he's, what he's doing off the field than what he's doing on the field. So I'm good with that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that and everything. I want to come back to Louisa, and it's something else that most of you brought up, and then I'm going to bring in, like I said, the rapper that I've got as well. So I'm bringing him into the conversation so he can talk about some of the things that he's got going on and all of that. But I wanted to hear from all of you, including, and then I want to bring in the rapper to the conversation, but definitely uh, to the three that have been on so far, I'd love to hear what y'all have to think about the way education is going, because that's another thing that I know I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. is education. And I think that a lot of times I know one of the things that our um, the same director that I was talking about, that's one of the founders, Kim talks about is that she feels that we're actually in a 20th or 21st century world, but still an 18th century education system. So I'd love to Mm -hmm. hear what your thoughts are as to whether we're doing enough to bring our education system to where it should be. So I'll start with you, Miss Garrett, and then I'll come up to uh, Damon and then go up to Errol and then bring in my uh, young fella as well who's involved in the music business. But I'll start with you, Miss Garrett. Thank you. Um, no, I don't think we're doing enough. And I think, unfortunately, we're so focused on test results that we're not teaching these kids. And there's so much more to school. There's so much more to education than just the standardized test. Are those important? Yes, but they're not the entire thing. And I have um, 24 nieces and nephews. I don't have any kids of my own, but I have 24 nieces and nephews. And um, yeah, <laughs> wow. and, and 13 of those nieces and nephews are still school aged, right? And so um, when I talk to them about school, they tell me about, well, we're, ta- we're studying for the test and we're doing this. I'm like, well, what'd you learn today? Well, today we focused on the test. It's not, it's nothing about learning. It's all about being focused on these tests, which in turn is about the money. Because because if they don't pass these tests, they don't get money uh, for whatever. So I think we are um, education is being sold at a price that is not beneficial to our kids. 
Our kids are so creative and they're so willing to soak up information if they are allowed to do that. But they're being bombarded with test results and test scores and and this, that and the other. The education, the true education has been put on a back burner. And that is such a disservice to our kids. I would agree with you on that. Uh, Damien, what do you got to say about that? And then I'm going to come to Earl as well. But And the other thing I was going to add to that is I sometimes feel that one of the things that we're not teaching folks, I know that's one of the, actually the platforms that IBM.TV uses, is actually teaching about entrepreneurship and financial freedom. So I know that exactly. there are a of folks that are right now involved in what's going on in the economy. And a lot of us are facing the hardships, trying to make ends meet and things of that nature. And I don't know that... Um, well, I know a lot of the adults aren't able to deal with it. So I know that the kids that are coming out of college probably also won't be able to deal with it. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are about education, but particularly education as it relates to entrepreneurship and financial planning. Sure. I mean, the nice thing is that when you leave college, at least when I did, I was broke anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I finished grad school when the, uh, when the dot-com bubble burst. And so it's like I went into it and it was like Ooh. a train wreck. So I have sympathy for the folks that are that are coming out of college now. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I think the short version is that we can't depend on systems to educate our children. That's that's kind of the short version of it. That doesn't mean that college doesn't have a place. Um, I've done teaching. That doesn't mean teachers don't have a place. What it means is that we we have the responsibility, particularly, again, people of color, people in the LGBTQ community, whatever communities that might not be recognized within the bigger systems, it's our responsibility at the end of the day to figure out where our kids are supposed to go. Um, my wife and I have put together like money and save things towards both of our kids going to college. But we also made it flexible enough to know that, you know, what's that, 11 years from now, college might not exist. Now, those discussions were already happening. You know, if you watch the TED Talks with a certain Ken Blanchard and other folks, um, or Sir Ken, and I forget his last name, but it's Sir Ken. It's one of the most popular TED Talks of all time. But he talks about how the school system was broken. That was 10 years ago. The coronavirus had just sped that up. And so I remember having conversations with my wife about college when we first had our, our son years ago. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen 18 years from now. <laughs> Let's put it aside, but what have you. So taking it lower into the lower grades, I think we need to take a step back and say, what exactly is the purpose of school? If the purpose of school is to keep people inspired, to help them understand why they are on this earth, and, and to make a living beyond making a living and, and uplift themselves and their community, then the way we have the school system isn't built for that. And so it needs to be extra stuff. Again, I'm the primary caretaker of my two sons. So reading to them every day, they're, they're in the audience when I'm doing my TED Talks, the whole thing. That's the real ed education to me. Yeah. Them getting their diplomas. I remember I have my master's, so it's not like I'm 
you know, against school. It's just that era that I was in where it's like, you need to have a college degree yeah. and, you know, especially being yeah. a, a black, black, black boy, it's like, go and get your grad degree. I got it at 22. I was not messing around. I got it. And then I realized, wait, hold on a second. I have this great network. I pay a lot of money for it, but I have this great network. And now if I was a 22 year old, I'd be like, well, why don't I just go ahead and start my own own magazine online? Why don't I start my own YouTube channel? The stuff that I could do now, the stuff that I'm doing now, I could have done back then straight out the gate. And so the question is, I think ultimately the people who are, the people who are the gatekeepers, you know, as you referred to earlier, Errol, the people who are making the decisions at the table, yes. do they care whether you have a degree or not? Right. I think that's kind of the bottom line. Recently, and um, on my Instagram, they said the best product, the best resume you could have is a finished product. Mm-hmm. So if you show so you can do it, and I'm sure that Mr. Joe can, can attest to this, the more or you show you can do it, the more record labels or whomever you're trying to get a cosign for will recognize you versus you getting a specific degree in something and paying money for that. Why don't you do your thing and actually make money based on it? Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. appreciate that. Errol, I want to hear yours as well. And the other thing I was going to add to your thoughts and everything is that um, as you're thinking about how you're going to address this is I also don't feel that we do enough well. I know that definitely on the high school level and other levels that there's sports teams of like learning about nutrition, learning about health habits and things of that nature. I don't think that we do enough of that in the schools either. So I was wondering your thoughts of whether you would agree on that or do you yeah. think that we could do a better job? I got a lot of thoughts on that. My daughters, when they was younger, I can get used to the fact that they was eating cereal, cereal without milk. That's how they ate cereal. I could that must must have been a millennial, you know, kind of thing. I have no idea what that was going on, but that was kind of weird. I I, I think <laughs> in, in today's society with the the influence of you know esports and just electronic in general. A lot of kids, uh, as opposed to what we did, you know, I was told to go outside and play. You tell a kid that now they look at you like you don't know what you what you're talking about. They they go outside and, and take their Xbox with them and plug it up. To it's a television a deck or so where but in terms of the physical aspect, I think that that still needs to be emphasized. You know, the great, you know, former first first lady Michelle Obama, she was all about that, trying to instill, you know, fitness amongst the youth. And I think that needs to continue. Real quickly on the points that real two points. Two quick points on the education thing. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, what Louisa said, the fact of the matter is that education has been sold. And it's interesting when you think about that. We, we train these kids not to 
go and become this. We're training to understand how to take this. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams of 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. for this and, and, and mm-hmm. it's sad a mom who just retired from school well she retired a long time ago but she just stopped teaching as a substitute teacher 83 years old Full, I mean she's been a school teacher all her life so education has been very very important to me she always talked about, and this was what Damon talked about, practical application. What you learn and how you're going to apply it somewhere. What are you going to do with that? You just teach, just teaching these kids to take tests. It's nothing that has nothing to do with, you know, putting together, uh, uh, you know, some, some type of, uh, I guess, mechanical. Scenario. I know you got to have the 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 math, you know, uh, acumen to do some of those things. But in terms of how to do it, you, we don't see the practical application. So I think that's part of what we are with education. And those are my two cents that mark. Yeah, I appreciate that and everything. I do want to bring in SSJ. Joker and everything into the conversation so he can share a little bit about what he's got going on, how his music is going, and a little bit about his own journey. And then I would also add, um, as we're talking about education, his views on education and how we're doing in terms of educating even music and things of that nature. Because I don't think we train enough folks in music and all of that. But definitely I'd love for you to share with the panel here a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your musical journey, and also uh, reflect on your own thoughts about education as it relates to music education. Okay, well, uh, thanks for having me on first. And um, I'm SSG Joe I'm from Atlanta. I started rapping when I was about 18. Um, I'm 20. Now, so it's been about two years. Um, you know, music has always been kind of an interest to me, and but I don't know why it took me a really long time before I decided to, you know, make that jump and actually get into it. 
couldn't start making it myself. But it's a little about me. Sounds good. Like I said, you're in California now, but if you would, uh, youngster, or were you involved in the church? Because I know a lot of our musicians were involved in the church and things of that nature, or is it something that you uh, became inspired by others? So what actually drew you into the music field, and what are your thoughts about the music field the way it is now? Um, well, yeah, it was something that I was inspired by, you know, other artists and stuff like that. Um, I was always, I started getting into, I was always into all types of music. I listened to, you know, when I was younger, a lot of old school music. I listened to alternative rap music. So I've, it's always been something that I've been interested in and I've loved music um, and um, you know as I grew up I started getting into a lot, a lot more rap music J. J. Cole uh, Lil Wayne you know people like that um, and when I turned I think it was 17 there was a rapper named XXX Tentacion. And that was like the first rapper that I was really, like, really into. Uh, like, I listened to all his music. You know, every time he dropped something, I was, I was always there. And in 2018, he was shot and killed. And that kind of just, I don't know what it was about it, but it just, it kind of just pushed me to where I was like, I need to stop, stop waiting. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've always been interested in music. I'm going to just start doing this now. Now or never. It's kind of what got me into it. Sounds good. Damien, you hear the young entrepreneur talking and things of that nature. What kind of advice would you give to young entrepreneurs like uh, SSG Joker and who's got his rap name and everything? But what kind of advice would you give to somebody like him that's trying to break into the field from an entrepreneurship standpoint? Oh, for sure. Um, number one, what's where's your music at? Is it on Spotify or is there a link? That is? Uh, it's every, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music. Put up the link. I, I want. I want to hear it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please. Please. Um, I, I'd say the number. One thing, and not just for you, but just in general, is you start with what you've got. Again, that's the 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 new book, my new book built from now. Like, start with what you have, 
that's it. And um, I'm sorry that it, it, it took one of your favorite rappers to to pass away a couple of years ago. I remember when when he was killed too. And sometimes it does take an external thing to, to happen, and you're like, wait a second, I don't have all day, like and. and one of the benefits that I had when I was younger, for whatever reason, I always knew that my my time was finite. So even when I was your age, I always knew that I wouldn't be around forever. Again, that's why I got my grad degree by the time I was 22. Like, I was like, oh, okay, let's just, let's just, Let's do it. Let's just get it done. Whatever impact I'm trying to make on the world, it has to happen now. If not now, then I need to start in the direction of it happening. So I, I'd say that would be the biggest piece of advice I would give to you know, entrepreneurs. I just talked with a university a couple days ago with a keynote. Uh, there's some younger folks that I coach. And so I get it where you might feel, feel like that you need all these resources or a little bit more credibility to move forward, as you hinted at, where you, you had that energy, but you just didn't get started yet. For whatever reason, we sometimes feel that we have time. And the thing is, is that if you have, if you're spiritual or, you know, if it's a, a God calling or if you're into the universal thing, I've studied a lot of that so whatever you believe in whatever your thing is even if you do not believe in something and you just feel like there's something in your heart if that's happening then and it's supposed to be delivered to the world period point blank like so you know i have music in my head but i don't have it like you do like i'm, I'm I'm not a rapper. You know, I used to write about music, but I'm not a rapper. Like, that's just not, not who I am. But I get words in my head, and I'm publishing my 25th book. There's still more to publish after that. <laughs> but that's what was given to me. And I've been writing since I was younger than you. And so whatever that is, it's supposed to come out in whatever raw form it is. So that'll be number one. And number two is to understand that whatever 
you come out with first isn't going to be that great. And so people have talked about how there's a gap between the music or whatever is in your head, in my case, the books, in your head, and what comes out. And when you first start, that gap is really big. You might have a J. Cole verse in your head. You're like, wow, J. Cole spit that. He be, It'll be amazing. And then you say it, and it sounds awful. That gap is what all of us face. But the more you create and show up every day, the smaller that gap gets. And it gets smaller and smaller. You never get that, that mastery. Again, I'm doing my 25th book as we speak. I'm still not there yet. So you're not going to get that ever. Just let that go. But the more you show up, the closer you can get to it. And then people will recognize that gift that you have in you. Yeah. So I'd say just create, create, create. Put, put stuff out. If it sucks, then make another thing and just keep doing it. So that would be the the two things I would say. Number one, don't wait. And number two, keep creating. There's no shortcut to it. You're not going to wake up and sound like Tupac one day. Never going to happen. But if you keep creating, then, then you eventually will have, have your own type of voice. But you got to flex that muscle. That will be my big, biggest advice. Yeah. yeah. Definitely great advice that he gave you and everything. And I will, will agree with something that Damon said, which is that we need to hear a little bit of your music. So I'm ready to put on that. No Love, so I've got a copy of that. So if you want to share a little bit about what No Love is all about, then I'll definitely uh, put a little bit of that so that uh, Damon and Errol can hear a little bit of what your sound is all about. And then when we come back, we'll hear what kind of advice Errol and Louisa have for you as well. But I'm going to put that on. So if you've got anything that you want to share about uh, No Love before I get ready to hit this uh, shared screen. Uh well you know like um it was at just after I had um left college I'm taking a break from college and I came to California and uh I had been through a breakup and you know it was just stuff about how I was feeling at the time because I like to you know make music about how I'm feeling at the time where whether it's necessarily just me rapping about love or breakups or stuff like that, or if I just want to rap about nothing and rap about money that I don't have and stuff like that. But (laughs) 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 
So, you know, things like that. So, so no love was basically just like saying, I can't love. Yeah. Little baby, she let me swipe red. I can't really turn it to an ocean and I leave her in the sand. This shit ain't go by white plans that I can't. I'm too busy trying not to fall in love again. Sorry, I can never fall in love again. Fight that. Fuck you all my niggas and you fucking with the clan. I don't want the pussy if it's coming with a fee. Talking shit behind me, but it's coming back to me. I don't want the freckies, nigga, give me all the treats. Beep, beep, beep the pussy up, I gotta sit down and I'm a fucking popo. All that talking, but nobody getting dropped, bro. Contemplated what a nigga getting, losing niggas every season. Stayed up on my nigga, ask for no reason. But the pilot, I was bitching, that's treason. Oh, but the nigga won't start. Trying to fuck another nigga, popping out of Kmart. Niggas weird, Eminem's beard. I ain't never showing fear. No, my future isn't clear. And she clouded my emotions, but that isn't there here. And I put it on my mama, I want a nigga popping. They don't see they bitches popping. I ain't showing no emotion when I see a bitch, you drive. But it's alright, alright. Bitch, I go. I'm so high out of sight. You a nerd just like with that, alright. Why do you wanna fight? Keep a list like I'm light. Try me, bitch, I will write. I can't really be your man. She do wanna run me out my pockets and my pants. Turn it to an ocean and I leave her in the sand. This shit ain't go by white plan. But I can't. I'm too busy trying not to fall in love again. Sorry, I can never fall in love again. Think it might Fuck you all my niggas and you fucking with the clan. So Earl, that was no love. So what are your thoughts about it? <laughs> oh, you come to me. Well, well, first of all, SSG, you spend it some type of way. I'll put it that way when you wrote that song. I just put it that way. My uh, my own advice to you is, uh, and I, I think Damon said, no, you may not be the next Tupac, but you don't have to be be the first SSG Joker and and just drop from there. Uh, you know, and the other part about this, I mean, you just get started. I always say. Moniker has always been my network is my network. So the more, more people you know, the more people you can plug into what you're trying to do will help you uh, with your goals. Uh, move, moving this project down the road. So just keep up, keep, keep working hard. And, and, and try to be unique. That's important. And and uh, I did keep it moving. Go ahead, Mark. What's up? Sorry. And what about Louisa? Louisa, definitely, I would love to hear your thoughts on the. <laughs> you're all about 
kindness and things of that nature. So I'd love to hear your reflections as well from the woman's perspective. Yeah, so I mean, the beat's hot. Uh, your tone is hot. I like it. Um, yeah, I personally um, am not a big rap fan. Uh, however, uh, I understood exactly where you were coming from. And so um, I, I felt you and, um, I, you know, just like Damon said, you just got to keep creating. You got to keep going and, and doing it and um, don't stop. Because, you know, no love may be a big hit. It may not. It doesn't matter. As long as you keep on creating and keep on putting that music out. But uh, but your voice, you know, the tone and everything, that's yeah. hot. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate, I appreciate all of that. So yeah, and I'm gonna come back to Damon. Damon's the one that wanted to hear the music, so I gave him a taste of what it's all for about. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, um, I was just impressed overall with like you having the video and and you putting the yeah. time and energy in production. Um, the last seven books I've done have been self-published, and a lot of stuff I do is independent. So, you know, much respect to you from a fellow independent, like creating on that level. Um, I saw at the end. And you gave a shout out to whomever produced produced the beat. I don't know if you found them through like a YouTube connection, what have you, or if it's a friend of yours. But that's awesome. Some people can produce this stuff on stuff. Some People can't, so, so it's good that like you're just it's like okay, let me get like you know a cohort, you know, let me get people people in. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think just keep doing that and keep, keep creating. Um, one thing that I Give advice I give to 
people that I coach is to not quit your day job. And I mean not that in the best way possible. Because if you're working at Staples or Best Buy or whatever, whatever thing you doing and you're able to make a decent living on that you're able to pay your rent over in LA or whatever you're able to do your thing then and you can t- take that and you're working at Target, they're funding your art. Like that's people forget about, about that part of the hustle. People are like, I, I need to do it full time. That's all I'm going to do, do. No. No, 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 no. You figure out how to maximize the time as a side hustle. And then you have two, I'm really into income streams. So then you have two income streams. You have the check that you're going to get every two weeks maybe some health insurance things of that nature you're not worried about that yet but a little bit later on it's like that becomes a little bit more of an issue right so it's like you got your benefits and all that good stuff and then you have this side hustle and and the you know the bit of that you get from YouTube once you're able to monetize that, then that's extra pocket money or you can reinvest that into your business. So I like the direction that you're going with. Like I can just tell. I can feel it. I'm like, I can I can tell you thinking about it, which makes me very very happy. Um, the only other thing that I would recommend, not even advice, but more as long term, is that the people. Well, that, for lack of better term, from the people that I hustle with now, I met them when I was your age. So, my 
closest friends, the people that I'm collaborating with, people I'm doing business with, people who are designing my books. I met them when I just finished grad school by 21, 22. And so the partnerships that you're building now, they literally can last that decade. You know, and so my, my last book, um, I'll show it to you. It's called Bring Your Worth. We actually had a single. And so one of my closest friends is a producer and I do speaking I, I speak at TED and other conferences so we took like I talked with him I was like we should do something because he he does instrumental beats so he took my audio book and I was like, here you go. Here's an hour-long audiobook. He put a, a beat behind it. And then when the book came out, we put it on all, all, the, all the major musical platforms. You can find it at Bring Your Worth. Just look up Bring Your Worth. The hashtag, and, and it's like, like you know, what I mean, collaboration you know, is very important. Which is his thing of that name, sure. featuring David. Involved in a number yeah. of things, like I said. That. So, so we're eating off of that. I have a theme song, so that the next time, hopefully in person I do a keynote I can come out to my, my own music
All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this particular edition of the radio show with Mark Lee. I want to thank um, our guests, and that was actually a replay of an amazing show that we did earlier. I have learned that uh, Pfizer apparently is doing some great things with uh, getting a vaccine. So I know a lot of folks are very much encouraged by that, and we're hoping that that will be the case. So definitely a great conversation and glad to have the chance to replay that and to be involved in that. But right now we're going to get ready to go to Mullins Music and Memories, where you know we share a lot of great thoughts and things of that nature. But right now we're going to bounce on over to that show. But I do want to thank y'all for joining me here today as we had that fantastic replay where we got a chance to hear some great conversations and things along that line. So definitely want to thank everybody for being here with me and look forward to seeing y'all again on next week. Don't forget that the online dinner party is coming your way on a Wednesday. So I want to thank y'all for being involved with that. You know, we're going to have some mystery guests. Don't know who they'll be, but I'm looking forward to them. But right now we're going to get on out of here and we'll catch you on the next show at Mullins Music and Memories. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks. Only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com.